Hi, everybody, and welcome to the 25th episode of the Chicken Chess Club podcast, still going strong. We have some stuff to talk about. The Euro Club Cup finished, the US Championships are running, some cheating news coming out of Norway. But of course, let's get to the most important topics first. Peter, how was your golf today? It was pretty good, actually, um, because... Well, I normally play from the yellow tee, but I decided to go to the red tee. And I think, uh, well, now um, they're sort of, they have gender neutral names for it, but it used to be called the women's tee. But from that, uh, there, my distance fits perfectly. So now I, you know, I cut the corners, I play extremely well. So I had an amazing round of golf today. I lost many fewer balls than I uh, used to do, and I had a great score. But of course, some might uh, point to that I'm cheating. But, uh, well, we will debate that later. Then I stopped uh, coughing as well. I bought a new television so I you know, can follow Danish election. I can follow chess, football, and stuff like this. So generally, I mean, yeah, just uh, you know, go- doing well on all fronts. Sounds amazing. And we know in the Chicken Chess Club we shouldn't lose too many balls. There aren't that many to begin with. So congrats on that progress. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Laurent, how is life? Where are you? Secret location? Not at all, not unlike you. I am always <laughs> giving my location. Okay, uh, even if you, you do at the end of the day, after, but I have to, to, to insist quite, quite a lot. Of course. Uh, so I'm, I'm in Paris. I was commentating the World Week, uh, the European Club Cup, um, with uh, Paul Botta, Peter Zwidler, and uh, Low and Strength, uh, the future uh, chess boxer. Uh, so, yeah, that was, uh, what it's in general one of the most interesting tournaments of the year, in my opinion, because many different players, many um, interesting players, of course, with Magnus Vichy, we'll talk uh, more about it, and also s- some teams, so there's always something going on. Um, and that was uh, I enjoyed the time actually uh, I enjoyed it because the format is uh, is interesting and uh, that was my first time actually uh, that will shock you Jan but that was the first mm-hmm. time I was commentating with, with Peter with uh, he's a pretty strong player uh, so so I learned a lot actually uh, he's very very sharp and uh, well no I had a good time do you learn stuff? I never learn anything I just here's a position Peter Tell us 15 lines that come to your mind, show us your brilliance, and then I think of some stupid joke. Yeah, okay. Uh, no, no. No, I learned some, some stuff, yeah. yeah. Even in uh, openings, actually, was, uh, I was a bit surprised at times. Uh, I thought he knew, he knew less, but yeah, uh, okay. If you learn stuff from Peter in openings, some <laughs> shots fired, then maybe Magnus should really rethink what kind of help he's enlisting. No, but in some... some I mean, I mean, Trent is funny because when there is one some very offbeat line, you know, that you never saw in your life, that nobody plays, uh, then he knows everything about it, you know. No, it's he, in his course. 1F4, 1Nc3. Yeah, 1Nc3, exactly. Yeah, this this Jobava system, he knows, he knows everything about it. So, <laughs> well, uh, overall, many, many good games and, uh, well... Uh, actually, a lot of fun to, 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 to comment on this, uh, on this tournament, really. I'm glad you had... Great fun. How about your week, Jan? How was it? Where were you? My week was great. I left my very, very secret location 
traveled back home for two days. Now I'm in Spain. We traveled for 16 hours yesterday, arguably. There should be quicker ways to Spain, <laughs> but not for us. Um, so I'm, I'm in Spain in the Fisher's village. I grew up back to the roots. Ah. Les Casas del Canar. Ah, okay. The problem so is no great yeah. internet here. So, you're, you're, so this week we are giving you exact location. Just to make sure you are compensating from, from last week, yeah? No, I lied, actually. I'm currently in Alcanar, and I told you I'm in Les Casas del Canar, because Les Casas del Canar is a somewhat flashier location. It's at the beach. Um, okay. But, but yeah. yeah. I guess very few people ask, uh, ask crew about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you are, you are just planning some holidays, f- family holidays, yeah? As far as I... Um, this is going to be great podcasting. The people really want to know. Yeah, I'll be here for five more days. Then I'll go to Barcelona where I'll do commentary on the first three days of the, what's it called? The next Champions Chess Tour. Champions where all the kids are playing. Almost all the kids. Um, my boy Vincent Keimer is playing. There is Abdu Satorov, Gukesh, Prakhnanda, I think Erigaisi, Magnus Carlsen. So it's going to be a fun new round of Magnus versus the kids. Then I'll travel to Thailand. Um, ah, I have that's... to be a little early for the Thailand Open to get rid of the jet lag. Very important to be a little early. Um, that's the highlight of the year, yeah? Always, always. Okay, let's move on to, to the first, to this year Open Club Cup. Novi Bor won. Yeah. Congrats. They won all their matches. It was so impressive. They even won some, some matches. Like again, super bad they won. Four and a half, four and a half, then the next day against another top team, I think it was Vietnams, they won four and a half, uh, one and a half again without. And you know, and it's this kind of match, uh, you, you are checking after two hours of play. I mean, it's pretty clear they are going to win. You don't know how much. Uh, but, uh, well, that was uh, super impressive. And actually, they were, they were almost champion with one hand to spare because that's such a good tiebreak. But anyway, they beat the, the French team of um, of Anier with MVL. Uh, no, oh yeah, they, they won in the end. Yeah, they won three and a half because uh, MVL lost to Harry Krishna and, uh, and then Nino Anton beat uh, Mathieu Cornet. So yeah, very, very impressive. And uh, well, we did six out of six, six out of seven. Uh, well, that was um, great achievement uh, from them. Very impressive. So Novi Bor, a lot of strong players. No top 10 players, as Emil pointed out. Their lineup was Hare Krishna, Vidit, our friend Wojtaszek, David Navarra, I think, was on the team. David Anton. I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. So very, very strong. Very yeah, Marcus Rager. Equal team, no? Ah, Rager was there. Yeah. I mean, like, Rager, is, they, could, they had a very strong uh, bench, actually. Rager played only three games. Uh, Nils Gandelius. Uh, they had and they had this guy uh, Nguyen, who only played so three games. He played very poorly the, the first few games, and then uh, they decided to 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 bench him. Even Hager was on two and a half out of three, playing well, but uh, well, uh, other guys were playing so well that they didn't need um, uh, to put him on the list uh, that that often. So yeah, very. Um, yeah, no, no, no big star, as uh, Sutovsky uh, pointed out, I'm sure. Wow, shots fired, shots fired at Vidit by, yeah, no, no top 10 players. Yeah. Um, 
And Sotowski. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Peter. No, I just wanted to ask. Well, you mentioned our friend Wojtasek, but Wojtasek. I mean, I have been working with him for many years in Team Team Vichy, but I wasn't aware that you and uh, Lorang knew him in particular. For instance, I discovered Radek. I put him on the Hamburg Chess Club team. I said, Radek, you young boy who's ah. never no one ever heard of, please play on the first board. I will generously play on board two. Give you the I first board. There he makes a draw against Vichy in the year 1992 or whenever that was. Vichy discovers him, takes him, introduces him to you. And now you're going to take credit? He's ours. Our Hamburg boy, Radek Wojtaszek. I spent one year sitting next to him in a small room in a, the outskirts of Frankfurt. I think that sort of... I didn't. I usually made quick draws. I spent like three hours sitting next to him in <laughs> three Bundesliga seasons. You you put him on board one and then you left for Baden-Baden now? Or yeah, am I yeah, it? yeah, that's all true. But, but yeah, no, we had some years to together for Hammer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Radek is also on Baden-Baden. That is true. I don't know, and I must say, I don't know him particularly well, but I always had a very friendly relationship with him and uh, always a pleasure to, to, to meet him, to talk a bit. And uh, he's a very friendly guy, so I will, I will also call him my my our friend, our friend Hadek. I mean, I don't have any problems with that. On, on the contrary, in in Team Vichy, we were like four people: uh, me, Kasim, Ganguly, and and Radek. But we would normally work in pairs, two and two, and it was yeah. mainly me and Radek working together. So I've spent. We have spent ages together cleaning up any kind of area. So he was your favorite in the team. Who was your favorite in the team? Your favorite <laughs> colleague. Uh, we should and make your, a your least favorite. Yeah, yeah. And, and your least favorite. Please, Peter. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's not how it works. Um, it's not how it works? I mean, you have, you have, you all, we all have a favorite. For, for instance, me. <laughs> ah, I have to Oh, no, say, and Team Magnus, we, we had ranks. No, like, we, yeah, we you, this. This we you, can you, do you, on here. I was, yeah. I was never a part of this discussion. Which probably ah, no, Peter me. wasn't there. That's true. We just debated <laughs> yeah, a lot in Thailand. So my favorite is... No, uh, no, 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 no. It was not in Thailand. It was in Paris. It was in Paris. We, we had this discussion after after the match. So I'm con- contractually obliged, actually, to say that my favorite is Peter. So yeah, <laughs> I will stick to it. I will stick to my contract. But we had rankings for everyone. No, I'm trying to recall that. No, I mean, you made ranking with... Uh, no, actually... Uh, maybe yeah, I just made ranking. No, that was funny because you made ranking for... Every, you were on the mind, at least you thought you were on the mind of everyone, and you made yes. a ranking uh, for everyone. While I, I never thought about it, to be to be very honest, because we are so, I mean, so different. I mean, uh, let's say Jan from Jordan. I mean, <laughs> okay, but let's let's go through the rankings and yeah. how I imagine them, yeah. and then Peter can confirm or deny. So on the team, it was Dubov. John van Forest, <laughs> Laurent, and I were in Thailand. And yeah. then Peter is in was in Dubai, but we still <laughs> count him. Magnus, we don't count as part of the team. Yeah. He's the boss. So where do we start? I think I start for me. I'm not sure. Did I do the ranking for myself? Anyway, no, I can do it now. Yeah, you can do it now, please. Oof, it's going to be tough because I have to decide between the two of you, who are, of course, number one and two. One A and one B. <laughs> I'm chickening out already. Now, of course, number one is Laurent because I had to spend more time with him. Peter was so far away. So Laurent Oof, was there crazy. to keep me sane. And then Peter is number two. Then, oof. No, it's, gonna, it's getting awkward faster <laughs> than I thought. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have no, to decide not... between Daniel and Jorn. No, but actually, stop this. Stop this. You should. Yeah. You should. Ma- you, sh- you should be in the mind of, uh, let's say, me or Peter. And yeah, that's make the fun. ranking in. Then you shows. can you can make the ranking for me exactly exactly. Let's yeah. do that. So for Peter, number one is Laurent. He won't admit it, but when push comes to shove, that's his number one. Number two, it's close between Daniel and me, but I'll take myself. Um, and number two, then Daniel. Yeah, and then Jordan. Yeah, it's Could what be, you said the, the last, last spots, uh, um, it's, it's rough, but I think that, that was my ranking. For Laurent, number one is probably Jorn, because he likes, he likes mocking Jorn, but he also likes hanging out with him. So I think that's, that's a good spot. Number two... Okay, he, he has to put Peter number one contractually, but I think <laughs> in his heart is Jorn and then Peter. Then I'm all right to number... But he's also okay with No, Daniel. but I don't but I think, I actually, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, when I think about uh, that, I mean, it's always like you have diff, I mean, like it, it dip, would very much depend on my mood. Yeah, 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 it depends very much I mean, on like, if I, let's say, if I want to go to party to celebrate a match, I definitely prefer <laughs> to go with Jordan. I, I feel it would be uh, a much no way. funnier. No, we, we all do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so it very much depends. Yeah, I like, I mean, like, um, I would say no. If you if you want to have some smart conversation about something, Daniel is good. If you want to go party, Jorn is excellent. If you if I want, yeah. if I want to go to just some, don't want to be bothered and be mildly amused by Pemblon orders, then Laurent <laughs> is excellent. So yeah, it really really depends on. Yeah, something. it really depends on your mood. Yeah. Uh, some. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. If, then uh, anyway, let's continue for Jorn. Uh, for so Jordan. hard to to imagine though. I think Laurent is number one. Daniel, Daniel here is number two because he really enjoys playing playing these blitz matches with Daniel. Peter is probably number three. No, I think he doesn't like me because I kept doing this thing. I can't hear you, which was very annoying to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> Although I couldn't hear him, just my hearing is not very good. When you're sitting next to him and it's loud and he's yelling, whatever he's yelling at you, I, I very often couldn't hear. Um, so I think I got I got down to number four. Okay. The good news is, I think Daniel likes me. I'm not sure yeah. he can confirm or deny this. Daniel, shout out. I think I'm a high on Daniel's list. And Jordan, I think it very much depends. It's very up and down with Daniel and Jordan as well. I think Peter is probably also high up there, number two. Laurent should be... I don't know. No one really dislikes Laurent. That's the problem with him. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's a mix. Peter, any thoughts? No, I'm generally confused. Um, I think also it's mood based. Also, I, I first I thought you were yeah. debating how useful people were in a chess team. Oh, now geez. it seems like it's no, more no. Social, this is social. just personal, um, personal grudges. Yeah, yeah. No, not grudges. Just who, who you prefer <laughs> hanging out with under mm-hmm. what circumstances? Of course, it. But I have a very clear. So uh, I have a, Peter. If if you want to hear it, I have a very clear opinion on he who is useful and. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm very interested. That's well, that I have clearer opinion as the other ones is just uh, well, that's how it is. It seems also to change a lot based on mood and yeah, like yeah, that. the dynamics can change constantly. Yeah. I mean, well, Dan- Daniel is excellent company, but also it takes a lot of energy. I mean, I remember yeah. the I think the first or the second evening uh, he was uh, at the absolutely first camp. 
Oh, well, he was pretty young at the time. I mean, well, he got into a huge argument, principal debate about me, about some, uh, I think, some technicality on uh, on the chess rules. We were basically shouting at each other for like one and a half hours. Yeah, but you gave, you, 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 <laughs> I mean, you stopped at some point, yeah? I think so. At some point I thought, okay, maybe uh, also I should exercise yeah, I was, a bit of leadership. I, I, I was just, mocking uh, you, uh, uh, because you're, you're not uh, easy really. to... <laughs> no, no. Peter no, stopping I mean, a principled argument, that sounds rough. <laughs> No, but I mean, sort of. Uh, no, he's he's incredibly interesting to 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 talk with, and um, well, that sounds like I don't think the rest are. But um, I mean, well, that's good. Uh, yeah, it really depends. Uh, I, I would say I always try to find sort of a bunch that come well, whoever wants actually, but sort of. But again, I mean, sure. No, you, well, you started talking. I actually think a lot in chess, so I, I'm sorry. This uh, idea that we should. Um, Peter's chickening out, so we'll do no, his rating. No, but also, I mean, it's actually more important that you, I mean, that you guys a functional unit because, I mean, all the stuff we do before the match, it doesn't matter that much. It's really during the match that matters. And uh, I'm not so sure. Well, no, you no. Yeah, that's why you're a bit outside of these rankings because for us in Thailand, the dynamics they change all the time. As you said, if you're tired, Laurent is great company. Like he's not going to say anything interesting, but he's also not going to annoy you. He'll sit there and be pleasant. While yeah, then. <laughs> Um, you you don't have the energy to argue I mean, anything with Daniel. <laughs> no, so you say Daniel likes me, but he, I have an, uh, a chess file yeah. that has the headline, I hate file. Peter Heine Nielsen. Yeah, but is is that the same file that's called I mean, You Woke Me Up? Yeah, we all have that file. Or is that a different one? I think it's the same file. No, yeah, this yeah. one I actually don't, don't have. It's the same, yeah, yeah because you... you you yeah. yeah, you did a Kamnik there, uh, Peter. <laughs> Really waking up people in the middle of the night to ask. Um, I don't have the means to wake you up because I'm sitting very. I don't have. Yeah, a but number. you ask someone I, to go and wake him up, and uh, no, yeah, that's really comics. Yeah, yeah that, no, that's what you did. But, uh, it's completely not true. I mean, I was chatting with Daniel, and I told him, "Well, you know, actually, I, I need that file." He said, "Can I send it tomorrow?" I said, "Better now." And, uh, well, ah, okay. then he had to go go out of bed. It was not like I told you to go and uh, wake him up. I mean, now I think. Well, so he didn't literally have to get out of bed. He just couldn't s sleep okay. yet, I would guess. So I'm not sure of that. W waking yeah. up, you kept me up, maybe. Yeah, I don't think I was extremely unreasonable there. I mean, you can read this Anand book. I come out pretty unreasonable at times, even for my standards. Wow. But I think with you guys, I've been more friendly. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, yeah, poor guys in the other team. No, that but, was. Uh, no, that was. Yeah, no, so you are less tough than Kramnik. Yeah, well, Kramnik is a completely different world. I mean, that I mean, sounds... No, is that a, Peter yeah. is afraid of Dubov while well, he's not afraid of Wojtaszek or somebody. So he can't he can't push Daniel as hard as Radek. No, but also it was a different style that we would work. I mean, also it was a different time. Nowadays you can trust Indians much more. At that point it was was different. And um, well, I wouldn't say I was more motivated then. It was just a different uh, stylistic time and... Um, I mean, well, this, we're talking Team Vichy. We actually spent three months together working 14 hours a day, right? Uh, just uh, chess things that never got played. How did we get here? We were talking about Radek, and then we asked Peter to rate yeah, yeah. Team Vichy, yeah. and somehow yeah. <laughs> we got yeah. on the center. It's me. It's me who was just, just made a joke because <laughs> I have some, some infos on what <laughs> thing Peter... I mean, I think, actually, never he always denies it, but I think I have some infos on that. And I think uh, you, yeah. No, no we, we know Peter's ranking, which is why I made up yeah, all the other rankings. Yeah, exactly. But the actual ranking from Peter about Team Vichy, we're not giving away because we're that nice. All the other stuff I made up. You, we know, but what you said, of course we know. That's for sure. Of no, course yeah. we know. 
I don't know. But I mean, again, for, for me, Kasim <laughs> is like Dubov. I mean, he's extremely interesting, but of course, uh, he will never back down for a fi- fight. And uh, Kasim is number two. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Out of three. I mean, like, okay, that is very clear. Um, so that's all I can say. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. But to to finish with, um, I mean, I think it's maybe interesting for people to to listen how how different it was working because we used to work. You worked for Vichy. I worked also for 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 Kamnik in a in a match, and we talked about it during the the video series. But I mean, I think how Kamnik was doing it is just counterproductive. I mean, it's just. Uh, I mean, at some point you just. You just don't want anything. I mean, you. Yeah, but you're it's talk- just too much. You mean the part of, you mean hiring you and then not putting you six times on the way, or which part? No, I mean like, it doesn't let you uh, sleep. I mean, it doesn't want you to sleep. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> at some point, you're just uh, you get tired, uh, simply, and uh, you get. I mean, your work becomes not good, obviously. So overall, I mean, it's just a big mistake. And and Jan was when you thought when you thought to to go to Thailand for the, I mean, like that we could work during the daytime. I think it was it it was very clever. <laughs> of course, it was very uh, interested on the other side. All selfishness aside, <laughs> it also makes it also yeah, makes it sense. makes a lot of sense. First and we could all, work during the day, yeah. and that for me. And during daylight sunshine, yeah, it makes such it a makes difference. such a difference. You are just happy to be there. You want to work. Um, well, it's just uh, 10 times better. I, mean. oh, I spoke with Henrik about it, and he asked if I have any good arguments against it. I said I had a lot of bad arguments against it, but that was apparently not very con- convincing. <laughs> Peter's main argument was, I don't want you guys to be yeah. happy. And I don't want like it that. to be nicer <laughs> than my location. Well, you were all sending me these holidays pictures of your amazing bungalow with pools and, and stuff like this. Um But Don't worry, we didn't send you any of the good pictures. <laughs> and, and you still don't know all the, all so, the stories, but yeah. No, but I, was, I mean, you're talking badly about Kramnik but, and his way yeah. of doing it, but you have to remember this was the guy who took yeah. down Kasparov by completely out-preparing out him. So, well, either, either you would say that, uh, well, his style actually worked in the beginning, then it failed, or you can argue, of course, that uh, it's nothing to do with his style, it's just having the right people in the team. But uh, I would also argue he changed with the title. He got more obsessed yeah. with finishing chess and having everything analyzed out. While against Kasparov, it was more conceptual. Still, no, yeah. like the Berlin. I'm sure they worked incredibly hard, and he always did. But I think his approach changed a bit in the 2000s with defending the title and all this preparing for matches. I mean, like yeah, he has this great reputation to be a, a great match player and to prepare so good. But actually, I mean. Like uh, Kasparov was the second match uh, he won after Yudasin. Uh, I think the main mistake of Kasparov came five years before when uh, Kamnik could see everything from inside and uh, while uh, he didn't want any false lines, he understood very, very, very clearly, but it doesn't mean that he knows exactly how it should be done and so on and how to manage people, actually. Uh, I mean, I think I think it's bad. I mean, like, yeah, really. I mean, I don't think his his way to work is uh, is right. And I, uh, well, he had many accidents uh, in openings. Uh, well, let's say this Marshall against uh, Leko. Well, that's a bit random. He was excellently prepared there, actually. It just uh, it was one hole that, uh, at that point, it was extremely difficult by computers to make sure that, that such didn't exist. 
I mean, our whole... In Iran. Uh, I mean, it happened... No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. It, it didn't happen only once. So, uh, I mean, he's pushing... It, it was... I, I don't think he was... A, he, I think he's a brilliant player, like one, uh, let's say, on the, on the level of uh, Vichy, probably. Uh, but uh, um, I'm not sure. I don't think he's a good... He's a good leader. Uh, I think, for instance, I think Magnus is a much better leader. But uh, yeah, that's my my opinion uh, from from inside actually. So um, wow, I can't wait uh, for I can't wait for Kramnik's open letter. Like <laughs> no, no, no. But he already did some. I mean, like I, I, I yeah, I don't think it makes uh, much sense what he's doing. But okay, uh, whatever. That's my. I mean, like okay, you can disagree, of course. But his record in matches is not great. Let's face it. He lost to Shirov, then he crashed Kasparov. That's that's the big one, though. Then he drew Leko while he was um, he was a much better player. Then he beat Top. I mean, Topalov was a Topalov weird match. Topalov and anyway. tiebreaks, but yeah, that was a weird match. And that's it. And then he lost to Vichy. Yeah, yeah and then so, 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 that was it. So yeah, it's not. Uh, uh, of course, this match against Kasparov uh, just was uh, the, the concept. Uh, and um, coming up with a Berlin was such a, a bright idea that, uh, okay, we have to give him uh, credit for that. And opening-wise, of course, he, he did a lot of, I mean, uh, he found a lot of ideas and uh, we are still playing his openings, basically. So, I mean, preparation-wise, he was also extremely impressive in the candidates that was won by Magnus uh, uh, on tiebreaks uh, against yeah. Premier there. He really was extremely well prepared. He, while anyone else was struggling with white, he was basically better in all his white games. I mean, Kramnik is capable of doing some things at times, but uh, it, there's also some log involved, is my impression. That um, I mean, like he, he's also working a lot uh, uh, on his own, and I mean, this Berlin, he, he came up with it. I mean, so he's of course he's a brilliant uh, opening uh, expert, and uh, yeah, don't 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 get me wrong here, but. To get the team going, I don't think. I wouldn't think uh, he's the best guy to do that. No, his taste, his influence on openings is so far ahead of the time. So, yeah. like, now we think it's of normal course. Catalan, Bayonetta Tech, Berlin, Petrov, but he started playing them when the computer didn't say zeros. But like big edge for White in the Berlin. So, yeah, he really, really stood the test of, test of time there. Anyway, back to Euro Club Cup. Yeah. Congrats to Novi yeah. Bor. Yeah. Um, Sutovsky, Peter's friend, tweeted that they were both likable and successful rack combination. I disagree. Like, they have the same lineup for 10 years. I think they're called Novi Bor for a reason. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, good one. Yeah, second was Krishi, who beat uh, in the last round the, the Norwegian team, led by Magnus. Magnus, who played very well. I think it was his first team event where uh, for a while where he gained some some rating favorite of six uh despite a draw in the first round which uh that's 25-50 so that was not a good start but then he won four games in a row and in some some of the games against Nauman I mean like it was very much uh, alpha zero style I mean giving all these pawns playing for compensation so some very very good chess there and uh, well, that was not enough, but uh, they had some chances actually in the last round against Krishi. But uh, yeah, uh, they, they collapsed in the end, and I think it was even 4 2 for, 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 for Krishi. So, was a weird match, um, could have gone differently. You know, Luke all of a sudden yeah. was a queen, queen down and was lost, and this Hansen endgame was probably a draw, but 
yeah, it wasn't quite enough. But uh, I, I would say it's a positive experience for, for Norwegians after the, the uh, disgusting Olympiad. Uh, they, had the, they had a shot. I mean, they were not favored. And in that last match, could go either way. So it's uh, even if the final result is not, uh, is not great. I mean, the way they, they achieved it uh, is good. I mean, like uh, for the future, they, they did have a shot at the second place. So they, they were very close. Magnus had a good result, no? Like, drew the first game, then won a couple of games and drew his Four. last one. Yeah. yeah. He avoided playing Heimann, which was weird. But yeah, we've established he doesn't play Niemann. He does play Naumann. He mm. doesn't play Heimann. So we will continue looking for a pattern there. He did play Masudlu, which led to some debate. Peter, do you were you involved in this prep? Are you happy with the result? What's the... Uh, in general, it was a good result. I was involved in, in quite some of the prep. I basically, when he asked me, I respond to it. Uh, if he doesn't ask me, I try not to disturb him. So, uh, What happens when he asks you while you're on the golf course? Like That must be intimate. Then I, I try to bluff. Uh, I mean, this has happened quite often. I mean, sometimes I can find some stuff in some old emails and send it like that. But of course, uh, you know, there has been a tricky moment here and there. But... Uh, Normally he doesn't find out, but uh, it has happened, of course. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you you try that. Well, also, I mean, you know, you have an idea about when he's going to, going to play, right? So, I mean, uh, so that uh, well, you have to try and manage that. But he's generally very supportive of my golf, so that I he's, he's as Luang said, he's a good boss, so that uh, he, he seemed to to care about that. But uh, no, I was involved in some, but not not uh, not all. Um, but I think generally, I mean, some games he played incredibly well and uh, yeah. seemed to be in good mood and and enjoy it uh, was my impression. So, uh, I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with his uh, chess at the moment is 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 the way I way I see it. And um, well, it's good that he can also perform in these kind of events. That's perhaps is not uh, optimal if you look at rating perspective and and things like that. But he seems to be able. Well, he really wants to play it for. Well, it's a mixture of social and sporting reasons and in trying to do well with some teams he, he for some reason cares about, right? And if he can combine it with playing well uh, and not losing way too much rating or even gaining, it's just great. I mean, it's a bit unusual for a career choice for someone of his level, but uh, it seems to work well and it seems like something he likes. So generally, it seems like an ex extremely good um, sort of uh, experience, except for, well... Just being close, I don't think is enough when you are neither Magnus nor offer spell. I mean, well, they should win a medal at least at some point. They they have the the le level for that. But uh, you think so? Yes. I mean, I don't think they are considerably worse than uh, the others. And yeah. uh, you know, when I mean, if you look at the, the ratings in the last match, for instance, yeah, not favorite. I mean, by by far. I mean, like they are. Outrated by by 100 points on on every other board, basically. Yeah, maybe you're right, so, and um, sort of. But um, well, they have a shot yeah. at it, is my impression, at least. Yeah, no, but they, yeah, of course, on on one, one match they, they can win, but they are not uh, uh, they are not favorite. But yeah, uh, coming back to to this, uh, he didn't play one game, which was a black game. I think it's much better for him to play as black against Korbov, who is a much better player than uh, Einman. But I mean, Korbov is playing, is playing normal chess. He's going to to try to win and have a normal game. So in terms in terms of winning chances, of course, it's much better to wow shots uh, fired at Heimann, the German school of chess. Well, okay, 
I played once with him. He played four nights. I, I was very happy to make a goal in 15 <laughs> moves. But uh, I mean, well, uh, I saw yeah. I saw it rather like that. Well, that was a match where the team could probably do without him. And yeah, then Magnus got did. one chance to rest, and uh, which is not. I mean, also if you make these events completely unbearable for the leader in terms of that he has to play every game and doesn't get a rest and have to play people who actually has been rested. Well, they also stop playing at some point, so it's reasonable yeah. he gets gets a day off, and that seemed to be the right time to do it, right? So. No, so he didn't get a bunch of white at the end of the day. It was six games, three whites, three blacks. So. That is the normal uh, distribution. He, he, but, uh, yeah, no, he didn't skip any. He, he, he did skip one black game, but I mean, it was. I really just black. went for the Niemann Naumann Heimann joke. I yeah. didn't mean anything more. It's normal. He sits out in a match they can win. Be careful that, uh, what you say. It can take half an hour, it seems. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're very careful on this podcast. Uh, let's move on from <laughs> yeah. great news for Norwegian chess to less great news for Norwegian chess. Bunch of cheating cases are being debated in Norwegian chess circles. Joachim B. Nielsen, the former, I think I have to say, president of the Norwegian Chess Federation, he admitted he cheated in the Pro Chess League and has now, that was in 2016, 2017, and has now stepped down as the president of the federation. I think we talked about this last time very briefly. Yeah, one very weird thing. So apparently he cheated for the Norway norms, which... uh, your team actually play, I, but it was the very next year. It was not the same year. But why uh, did he feel the urge to to admit it now, five five years later uh, or six years later? My theory is: Oh, Magnus made this open letter, the statement, guys, we should take cheating seriously. And then Norwegians thought, okay, that's what Magnus says. We better come clean. Okay. Um, but did the did the case start with him admitting it, or did the case start with someone saying that there has to been this story? Or I think he he just admitted out of nowhere. At least for me, as an avid student of chess gossip and Reddit chess, I hadn't seen anything about. It. From what I read, uh, is that Chess.com was suspecting him. Then uh, they sent a letter. I remember very well that Hammer, uh, Mr. Hammer, was a captain. So they they, they spoke to Hammer, then uh, Hammer comforted him. Then he said no, uh, and then it, it was the end of the story. I don't think he, they they took him for the for the for the year uh, where I played. Maybe I replaced him actually. Uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I have no clue. Can... I mean, I just played to be. I mean, like okay, I mean, like I was friendly with the Norwegians. Uh, why not to play a few games? But um, yeah, so I mean, it came just out of the blue. I mean, just, uh, but, yeah, better late than never. Maybe he felt as president he had to come clean and set a, set a statement there. But, yeah, that that was that. And by now, I think he stepped down as, mm-hmm. as the president yeah. of the federation and whatever other positions he had in chess. There's also talk about Christian Stuvik Holm, his final GM norm, a talented Norwegian player who was banned for cheating in the past, long time ago. As a kid, in like 2012, he got, I think, a nine-month penalty. And his dad got an even longer penalty. And I'm not sure if you've seen this case. I, I just saw it on, on Twitter. The final game where he got his GM norm in an open tournament, I think, in Benasque in Spain. He beat, it, is a Czech grandmaster, Wojtek Platt. Yeah. And he beat him by using the same opening trap that Platt himself had used earlier in the tournament with colors reversed, which... 
is rare for a 2550 Grandmaster to fall for a yeah. trap that he used himself early in the tournament. I must I must admit I heard about that story before it was on uh, on Twitter. So um, yeah, Lo- long ago so. or this was 2021 or when was it? Yeah, yeah, but that that, that fresh heard about it. But come on, Laurent being connected to every chess cheating allegation at this point is no longer a surprise, is it? Okay, so, so they, yeah. No, I mean, I like, okay, there's some stories you are, I mean, like, how this we didn't, we we will, uh, I mean, we heard about it before, so, uh, as well before it was caught. So, I mean, sometimes, you know, uh, you're talking to people and, uh, actually, Niman, I didn't hear anything before, before the sinker field. So, yeah, depends, yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, well, that's that's, weird. That's also very strange. I mean, well, if you actually want to take a dive, why do it in such an obvious fashion, you would argue, right? I mean, it's, uh, it it makes uh, little sense to me, but uh, what do I know? I can think of, I have no idea about this case, but I can think of two explanations. One would be sort of laziness. Oh, I had this opening trap. Earlier in this tournament, and here after 12, knight b5, white is just winning. So I could just could just go for that. And sometimes also, you want to show the world that, yeah, no, this is this is not what I would do. But that, uh, of course, would, yeah. would be a bit strange. It's about pride, you mean, yeah? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought my, my explanation is that, okay, look, uh, they cannot prove anything, but I didn't lose like, like that, you know, like, um, which is, of course... Uh, very, uh, very stupid. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But there was this earlier case, you know, this trap in the English. Yeah, this main line with e5, knight f6, d5, uh-huh. knight to b6, and you go knight d5 later, and white wins a piece by bishop d5. Yeah, that's by true. I think someone won with that trick twice with white and lost it <laughs> once. No, won with that trick twice with black and lost it once with white later. Like that's always suspicious, no? For grandmasters. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we've had these things happen yeah. in the past. I, I don't know how to deal with these kind of things, but uh, well, let's see. Yeah, it's hard to... Yeah, it's a bit weird that it comes from Norway, of course. Uh, it adds to, to the drama. No, I think just in Norway there's a lot of focus on it now. I mean, um, well, you know, the press will happily write about uh, some yeah. of some of these uh, things and people are are using that possibility to get stories uh, out, is my, my impression. I mean, Also, in that case, once again, first of all, we don't know anything. And secondly, yeah, it was the other guy who fell for that, fell for that trap. Yeah, I mean, it just, yeah it's just, just weird. I mean, that, um, but, um, also, I mean, yeah, I understand that you can build a suspicions, but is it actually proof? What, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> There's never proof in chess, no? That's, that's no, sure that's the problem, say. right? That, uh, I mean, and then, uh, well, I mean, yeah. No, I, I, I don't know uh, what to, 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 to do with these kind of things, to be honest. Fair enough. So? So, let's move away from cheating and chess. Let's get to Hans Niemann and the US <laughs> Championship. Fabi! Fabi just crushes Hans every time with black. And yeah. And then declare that they are not in a chatting term. Uh, they're not no, on, on chatting terms? Ah, okay, I didn't know that. Ah. Yes, yeah, these things happen fast. I thought they were playing tennis together a couple of weeks ago, but uh, yeah, there was the tennis selfie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but Kawana then uh, started to analyze his games and said this. What I said the other day on the podcast that it was uh, it was one of the two that some of the game from 2020 
uh, were um, the sign of a genius or uh, very, very fishy. So um, clearly, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was an, as I said last time, and you were completely shocked. That was a, a very direct accusation, in my opinion. Um, and uh, yeah, Fabi is, uh, is doing well, actually. Yeah, it's good, I, to, good to see him in good shape again. It's been a while. I think deep down in our minds, he's still number two, right? I mean, I'm not sure if he is an actual strength, but in in my head, because I've seen him in 2018 and his results, he's still number two. Like, I, this might not be fair to all the other suits. No, it sounds, I, I agree, I have it the same way, but that's also like I typically dress, I dress based on yesterday's weather. I mean, so somehow you get, you don't update things quick enough. I mean, there's a lot of evidence for... Caruana not being the, the the second strongest chess player. Why is he weaker than Nepomniachtchi, for instance? Is there any any kind of evidence suggesting that based on the recent events? Stronger. Do, do you know, guys? Uh, can you guess? I hope you don't know. Uh, what's the rating of MVL today at the time of recording? Two seven forty five. Peter, I have no idea. Two seven twenty one. Thirty five. <laughs> Okay. Two seven thirty five. So this wow, is amazing. He lost, I mean, he he lost like ten in Euro Club Cup, yeah, like or yeah, yeah. yeah he like, lost like ten. And in general, I mean, like, I mean, for me, Maxim is a, like twenty seven eighty player. I mean, like even even now, and uh, the same applies for for Fabi. It's very weird to to see them uh, uh, so low. But at some point, we'll get. I mean, we'll get to it. They will. Uh, Other <laughs> time, it's undefeated. And, but they are—they just turned thirty. Is Father Time saying thirty is the thirty is the new the new forty in chess? Because it used to be till forty you can hang. Them. Yeah, but I think that is uh, maybe maybe not the new forty. But, but these guys also start like at fifteen. They start playing top tournaments here. Yeah. So yeah, Fabi, he had um, he had a very difficult position in the first game against Dominguez, but since then, uh, he's doing mm. well. While uh, Niman had a very good start. He won the first game, then he lost to this guy. I don't know. <laughs> this is Christopher Yu, yeah? What the weird. Uh... No, he beat Christopher Yu in the first yeah, round. Yeah, but who was the second? Who... Ah, yeah, because then Christopher Yu beat uh, Wesley. And, Christopher uh... Yu beat Wesley. He, felt, he said he felt disrespected by the Hans saying the game <laughs> speaks for itself. So he defeated Wesley with black out of spite. Yeah. Must be nice. These American kids are hard to to hit, yeah. I mean, like a bit. Uh... But he seems tough. This Christopher, you know, he's fifteen. Like he's okay. Uh, Only quote unquote two five sixty. But that might also be some pandemic. I think we'll we'll hear more from that guy. Yeah, I like his style. No, he impressed me in the last uh, this uh, Carlson chess tour. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh-huh. In general, these U.S. kids. I wonder, Liang is also up there. We haven't heard that much from him. Sam Savion, he's like two, closing in on 2-7. Jeffrey Zhang already is 2-7. Like the, the Indian kids, they stole the limelight from the US kids when it comes to Prodigy Watch. Yeah. But they have a lot of very strong young players as well. I, I still think that the world needs to have a U20 tournament simply. I mean, there is so many. I mean, you could have a 14-player event, yeah. right? Sure. I mean, that something like that would be extremely interesting in my opinion. But uh, I mean, there is, there is there's really a lot who is very very. Int- I mean, you're mentioning some name there again. I haven't paid much attention, but sometimes you see and you get extremely impressed. I have no idea who are the kids and who aren't. Like in my mind, Ray Robson is a kid, but I think he's 27 years old. I mean, okay. like we we lose like touch with who are the the young guys. But Christopher Yu is very very much up and coming, yeah. and the other guys, Zhong and Sivian, 
They've been around for a while, but they, I would still count them as talents. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that, but it's still, I mean, like only five rounds uh, played. Uh, well, there's uh, still eight rounds to go. So this is a very long way and it's very close. I mean, like Fabi is on, on plus two, but there are people on plus one and most of the uh, most of the guys are on 50%. So um, yeah, all, all to play for. Uh, it will be interesting to uh, to follow. Let's not write off my boy Wesley just yeah. yet. He lost that one game, but, but he's on 50%. I still believe in Wesley. Yeah, he can he, he can still jump in there. Yeah, and he said, "I couldn't tell with Wesley. Sometimes I can't tell what's tongue and cheek and what's not." He said, "Hans is the most disrespectful teenager in chess because he called so many people idiots and so on, and he also beat the great Magnus." Like I, I, I couldn't tell what, what he meant, but it was interesting. Generally, yeah, the vibe from all these interviews we've heard and seen must be, no matter what you think about Hans, yeah, um, must be tough for him, no? Like everyone's dissing him in the interviews. They, they're not on speaking terms and so on. Well, I, I'm, I must say that uh, it must be tough for him, uh, especially if he didn't uh, uh, cheat over the, over the board. If he cheated over the board, then... <laughs> no, if he deserves it is a different question. Yeah, but I'm I mean, just like, trying to imagine like what goes on in everything. If you mind. feel I don't yeah. deserve it and I get all this, then it's really tough and I really uh, have uh, uh, sympathy for him. If he really cheated, then I have uh, zero sympathy and he gets what he deserves. Uh, I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, There's also, of course, a position where people say, well, he, we know he did cheat online, so he gets whatever, whatever is coming either way. Yeah, but uh, this cheating online, he already admitted it's public uh, and so on. Uh, if he, let's, let's say, uh, during the period he was cheating online, let's say, if he, he had the, all this uh, very strong performance uh, over the board, uh, if he cheated at that period, um, then I think it's fully deserved. But uh, yeah, we will probably never know uh, we will never oh. find out no like everyone did their video like their stats analysis yeah and, okay. i was everyone has his uh, as a clear opinion no it's my, my my opinion is that everyone has uh made his uh made his mind on that i don't know how oh no you, i'm i'm still changing my mind every other day i'm right. not changing now but no, uh you're <laughs> yeah <laughs> you've chosen you've chosen your corner yeah i mean like it's not i looked at the games in 2020 and uh, actually it's exactly the same period than uh, when he was uh, a bit, uh, seems desperate, living alone and uh, cheating online. And he played all these fantastic games at the same period. So, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's a very strong coincidence. I know, but we all got excited about this, about this 100% chess base number, which then later, yeah, was... Yeah, but I have my eyes as well. Metric. I mean, like I understand, but we we all have eyes. But if you use them on any other up and coming grandmaster, with this going in, with thinking, let's look for something. I'm not sure how it is. Like you, you could very well be right, but I just don't think anybody's done it. Like taking time, trying to think through the moves that's on a similar level, and done it for similar cases I, as well. I so I still keep changing my mind. But I understand. Wait, I did okay. You can check the, the 40 games. Uh, I mean, like... Uh, no, no, yeah, I've seen all the games. No, but let's say against Cornet, I mean, you can... Uh, uh, with Stockfish 13, you can go and you see that it's a first line or second line in uh, every move. I know. Uh, anyway, we, we keep having the... the yeah, no, I mean... Debates like there. Uh, there are other statistics as well with the centipon loss and number of quote-unquote perfect games with all the projects. But yeah, it's 
the problem is it will never get resolved, right? We will keep having our opinions okay. and no one, of course, will have any proof. And so it will just keep lingering, no? Peter, what's the way out of this? Well, that was in, in August with the elections, right? But uh, now I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to build uh, a system where we believe that, uh, well, people will get uh, caught if they are doing it. Some, well, like you have in a general society that there is trust in the, the police that uh, and the, the legal system that uh, you cannot uh, cheat with success, else it goes wrong, obviously. Um, you can argue that this is the state now that it's too difficult to cheat, but there seems to be people who think that's not really the case. So, I mean, well, you see, cycling has actually moved from that uh, everybody seemed to be cheating to now at least there is some kind of trust. Or maybe I'm just naive. I don't know. Lohan probably knows more about such. But um, I mean, I stopped watching uh, cycling in the yeah. early 2000 because, okay, as I said, I, everyone stopped to cheat and then they were going even faster the, the next year. Mm -hmm. so it, I get. For me, it was not uh, <laughs> a, sto uh, a story once, I could buy. <laughs> That's it. Once Team Festina was out, uh, yeah. I was out. Richard Viron, <laughs> where are you? Um, yeah. But, I, well, we keep having the same debate. I think it's very important to stress. Chess is not cycling. Yeah. We are no. very, very sure a great number of our top players aren't cheating yeah. and have never For cheated sure. with engines. So it's completely different than cycling. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Had to be that. No, for instance, in World Championship matches, uh, I, I would be extremely surprised uh, if uh, anyone had uh, cheated there, well, the ones I've been part of. So, I mean, of course, our integrity is it's to a huge extent there, but still, uh, it, it's getting worse. But Peter, I think you, you say that because you, you always won your... Your matches. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I, I actually started thinking about that when I said. Yeah, it, so I mean, like sounds. you are always winning, so you don't feel very <laughs> cheated. <laughs> no, but actually, well, it's not fully true. I was part of. Uh, well, I was vicious second in two thousand five when Topalov uh, uh, won, and um, well, there's many who thinks he he cheated there. I'm probably not one of them, but um, again, it's also this you will never know, and at some point you stop caring, right? Um, but it was a huge. Uh, huge deal back then no doubt yeah that's another thing like i often hear now these cheating allegations that's a new thing in chess and they're poisoning not, the no. game if we go back no a little bit to, i don't know when baguio was 1986 with the, the poisoned yogurts and all the hypnotizers and and the, the para cycle and the chairs and all the stuff that was going on there obviously topalov kramnik and topalov 2005 there was a lot of talk i mean it's yeah. It's been around forever. Doesn't make it better. And doesn't mean we don't have to do something about it. But it's really not a new phenomenon. No, no. The new phenomenon, of course, is that we have smartphones that are so much stronger. Yeah, it's probably become much, much easier. I think in the, in the World Championship match in, in Sofia, that must be, get me, calculate 2010, right? At some point, um, by mistake, I forgot something in our workroom. So I went back to our workroom to pick it up. And... Uh, there are some security guy from our team was uh, had all the lights uh, out in the room and it was completely dark and I think he was checking for microphones or cameras uh, while I was while while we had left the room right so wow. I mean yeah we had Laurent do that every night yeah time. I can imagine <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, from midnight till five o'clock <laughs> no I remember of course well we were debating about well what do we do in this I mean. And I think even after game two in Sofia, me and Kasim had a conversation where we thought, okay, 
they punched at the extreme weakest in our prep. Uh, I mean, but, well, we made some very last-minute changes, so it didn't hit as badly as, well, it was not at all a success. But we had this conversation that, uh, do they actually know our prep? Because they're really hitting at some extremely sore spots. But then you can... But that also sounds like the usual paranoia. Yeah, yeah but again, then you, you go on in the match, you see that, no, it just seems to be completely random, and that uh, we got off to a bad start, and things started to work well for us. But it's very easy to create these stories when you are in this kind of semi-paranoia. You're up against an intelligent opponent. It's very difficult to tell. I mean, so it's... Uh, That's no, the problem. It's so easy on both yeah. sides like to yeah. Yeah, convince yourself that what you think is right. Like, it's mm-hmm. very, very... Of course. Tough. So it's... Uh, no, it's, um, it, it's strange. But I, I very much agree that it's not a new conversation. But of course, it's intensified. And of course... Uh, well, online events, uh, it must be technically, well, it's so obviously technically much uh, easier than uh, over the board. Uh, so uh, Now I mean, that you, you mention it, I mean, your, your guessing game in, uh, in Bonn was really good, actually. Uh, so I start wondering. Really? What do you mean, guessing game? I mean, like Vicious uh, Team. I mean, you were, you were hitting us at the... Laurent, careful. Yeah. If we find out that you're not only connected to every cheating scandal, but also to every leaking scandal in the history. <laughs> yeah, like you, the are, you, are, you are like doing, doing an amazing job uh, choosing the, the right openings. I don't think so. We, we, we barely had any prep against uh, Exchange Slav, for yeah. instance. Uh, but you played the, he played the best line? I mean, like on the first game? Yeah, that you... was... Uh, was a bit of luck. A bit of luck? Uh, <laughs> but he played the I'm, best line, yeah, which yeah, is I'm still holding, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Yeah, it is still holding, but it was basically something that, that uh, we just, uh, I mean, checked it for five minutes the, 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 the day before. And, uh, well, also, for instance, this F3 Nimso. I mean, Kramnik played some line that we, we really hadn't uh, yeah. covered very well. So, I mean, I mean, and... Uh, I'm kidding, you know, I'm no, kidding. No, I don't think that... Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I think mainly... Well, the point was when we guessed right, we hit incredibly yeah. hard, but... If you look at it statistically, we didn't. It's not like we guessed right all the games and you you got got uh, everything wrong. It was more that uh, Kramnik's victories was too small. Yeah, no, but that was your, your your. I mean, like the point you were making. Sometimes you are just uh, uh, guessing right, or you have a better prep, or yeah, yeah, yeah a <laughs> bit of luck, or lot of luck. So uh, yeah. Log is underestimated, I think, also. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, remember the tournament that Topala became the world champion in, in 2005. But uh, in the first round, he was uh, actually out-prepared by Leko in a sharp Sicilian. Leko was much better. And, uh, well, Leko could have won that game and that could have changed uh, chess history. But, um, well, it didn't. And now Topala was that. I mean, you can take Kasparov. I think, uh, didn't he draw a losing position against Andersen in the... Interzonal, which could have knocked him out, and uh, there is there is stuff like this. Or Nigel Short won with Black against uh, Gurevich and an exchange French, right, to to go all the way. Uh, and um, well, for his perspective, qualify for the World Championship for the chess world to to make the split in the chess, chess world. I mean, there is always some kind of step uh, on the way where everything could have changed dramatically. Richard Rapport was not allowed to enter the U.S. Therefore, exactly. Neiman got the spot I mean, in Sinkfield Cup. Yeah, yeah. You it's butterfly effect. Ex- it's everywhere. Butterfly effect. It's everywhere, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I mean, this is going to be a very long podcast with these kind of digressions we're taking. We can do We can do a bonus episode where you guys reminisce about 20, 2008. Like, I think we did a video <laughs> yeah. series, but it's always good to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. actually, I... To come back to yeah, um, 
I forgot when we talk about this uh, US kids, I forgot to mention from, from the European Club Cup, one very important uh, thing that happened is that it was the first time that all these Indian kids just underperformed. They all lost rating and they played quite poorly. I must say the guy Irigazi, I never saw him playing like that. Um, he lost a bunch of rating points and the games were really not good simply. Gukesh as well. And uh, even Sarin lost a, a bit of uh, rating, so it was it was actually it felt uh, unreal to see all these kids who keeps uh, they keep winning ratings, they keep winning a lot of games and playing so well. So all of them in one event, they just played uh, quite poorly. I mean, for their standard, of course. So um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's only seven games, so we cannot, of course, draw any conclusion on that. But that's. Uh, That's the first one uh, for me for already uh, since I know them, basically, because they are always winning ratings, these guys. I also noticed that. I don't think it's enough to change the junior of power course. rankings. They're still sitting at their 2730s. But yeah, as we talked about before, the US kids, they're coming a little bit. And also, it's great news for Ali Reza. When you see them coming a bit, yeah. a bit down to earth, like Gukesh losing to... Fedoseev and whom did Volokitin. he lose in the last Volokitin. round? Volokitin. Yeah. Like, he still won a lot of games, but it shows he's vulnerable. He can still lose to 2600s. And Ali Reza can say, okay, guys, I crushed Sinkerfield Cup and St. Louis Rapid and Blitz. I'm on a sure. different level still. Don't forget. Yeah, was, I think he lost two games, no? Yeah, yeah, he scored 50% for his standards. And he was busted against Bauer. And some Hoken game, it was not... I mean, Bauer just repeated the moves, but he could... Uh, win quite easily. Um, so yeah, they, they can still uh, lose to, to let's say, good grandmaster, but 2,600 people. So Also, nice moment yeah. for Vichy 64, the king. No, last yeah. last round against Erigaisi. Yeah, he just course. wins a sharp game, Vichy does. So when you come at the king, you better not miss. Must have felt very nice for Vichy. For sure. Uh, they, they have like... Uh, Vichy is 53 and Egezi is 18 or 19? 19. Um, so, I mean, if you calculate, it's like 34 years difference. Uh, yeah, okay, that's very impressive. Uh, I feel I could I could beat a lot of people that are 34 years younger than me, so I don't think that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, well, uh, yeah, from Vichy, I mean, he played a very interesting event, of course. Uh, he lost. He lost a couple of games, which uh, was as good. But he also won some uh, some nice games. So overall, uh, yeah, it's always very impressive to to see him playing. I had some comments praising Laurent for the fresh drama segment. I'm not sure we have much time for it, okay. but maybe briefly. Yeah. Well, someone is saying originally I was on Team Jan because he's funny and has good cultural references. But it turns out Jan is not good at listening. How dare you! And at times, this shtick seems one note. Fair enough. Therefore, I proudly announce my support for the true alpha of the Chicken Chess Club podcast. Go Team Fress. That's one. And then there's the longer and more interesting one. There is a thing I find very interesting in this podcast. All three fellas are clearly clever and they know their stuff. <laughs> thank you. Not true, but thank you. But Laurent seems a more intuitive kind of guy and it gives him an angle the others lack. For example, Peter's love of statistics creates a blind spot when it comes to Reagan. Laurent doesn't care if he passes for an ignorant peasant. I'm not sure if he doesn't care or doesn't notice, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> so he isn't overly impressed by Markovian models. 
People who know them aren't impressed either, or whatever buzzwords one throws at him. He simply trusts his instincts and all but states that Reagan is an overconfident halfwit. I'm not sure Laurent said that. Who doesn't know his... Wow, I can't read that out. Anyway, I'm sure Laurent's intuitive unrefinedness is a huge asset to Team Magnus. Um, yada, yada, yada. Peter. Um, is Laurent's intuitive unrefinedness a huge asset to the team? Well... I guess it would be called street smartness, so to an extent, yes. I mean, well, again, uh, for some reason, Taleb is very popular in the part of um, the, um, what is it, the, the Team Carlson part I'm traveling with, so that's Magnus and his dad, especially. Ah, it's Magnus as well? And, uh, I thought it was just Henrik, like... Uh... No, it's just Henrik, but I mean, uh, well, he, he, you know, he beats us with so much volume that it's just easier to also go that direction. And I think Taleb has this idea of sort of... Uh, grandmotherly wisdom that, uh, well, it thinks that uh, is passed on in generations and it tends to have quite some truth in it because uh, it's basically evolution. And, um, well, maybe Fress has this kind of, um, of course, I disrespect it, but still, I mean, you know, street smartness that actually, I mean... But street smartness is also a backhanded compliment. No, it means... Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, you know, well, it's clear that it's not something I, I like, but I, I get the point that, well, if you just look at statistics and such, you can go horribly wrong, and you need someone who also tries to, you know... To think. Just have a sort of lazy opinion yeah, and no, just no, no, no. has some kind of gut feeling, right? Uh, I can, yeah, if you would you like that. Much. I think he moved away intuitively because he was sort of praising you, so he didn't want to... No, I was annoyed. Make an effort to listen to him and uh, and then to listen to him again. So I mean, I could <laughs> have to double my my efforts. With okay, please. So finish. No, it's like when I lose to you in poker. Well, I think the odds are on my side, but you're probably not as lucky as I think. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, because uh, I took so the I, I took your money when <laughs> I had two pairs, and you had like this face where you you raised. Uh, you raised the preflop with a big smile, you know, like for the first time of the evening. So I could guess you had some uh, pocket pair quite uh, quite high. Yeah. Uh, so I guess with my small cards, you know, I paired twice and I thought I, I was ahead of you. But well, uh, I think uh, I got a lot of money in when I was ahead, which should generally be a good thing. But uh, I mean, most of the, wow. yeah, no, yeah. I don't think so. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Write your angry letters now, poker community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we've also established many times on this podcast that Peter doesn't know anything about two pairs. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. So, yeah, that was Laurent kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, but no, I, I get what they're saying, but that's also, I mean, we should generally have a, a very broad uh team and i think we well again you just want to talk about people's personal qualities but i thought in chess terms also to, to be clear the team currently is laurent and you so <laughs> yeah, that is very true. broad that is true. means <laughs> yeah you yeah, have yeah, the street smart true. guy on the one side and uh, you on the know. other side i mean yeah something like that i mean it's just uh, well call him a second opinion so that well <laughs> you need someone who disagrees with me and that for sure he, he delivers ah. yeah, <laughs> i mean so, less and less actually yeah that is true. No, that's that's the problem with engines. They're the great equalizer yeah. now. Yeah. Well. And. No, if anything, I mean, I was always used to be the pessimist in the team, but these days it's Laurent actually. He's. Uh, I mean. Yeah, but 
Yeah, I don't know. Okay. No, but the way we see things, I, I, I think actually it's just much more, uh, we are looking much more on the, on the same, uh, we are on the same agenda, basically. I mean, like, yeah, so. that's both good and bad. I mean, that's also what happens in Team Vichy, that, well, you get so stuck in, in, in certain um, patterns and you have, when your knowledge gets closer to each other because you learn from each other. And then uh, at some point it becomes, well, you lack the outside perspective. That's also why we keep try to keep rotating people, even if we are happy with uh, who we had before. We learn from each other. Like talk, talk for yourself. <laughs> yeah, so, but I don't know. No, I'm kidding, of course. I, I, my, my hunch would be that, uh, I mean, well, I might have influenced you, like it or not, and, uh, and vice versa, and this is how... How it, it it works, but also I'm I'm very critical to Reagan. This one comes out as the opposite, but um, I mean I also respect him, and that might differ from you, perhaps. But uh, it's a complicated topic. Yeah, anyway, no, that's Ronald Reagan. Threat. We're talking about Nora. Yeah, no, yeah, but he's, exactly. he's, he's mm-hmm. mentioning Reagan actually in his. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, okay. No, but I mean, it could of course be that. Well, Luang has a gut feeling, and uh, well, I mean. Well, we think we can c- catch people with statistics, but how many has actually been caught by statistics? Well, we don't really know. How many have been caught by Laurent? Uh, zero. I mean, like, <laughs> how about zero uh, who have been caught by statistics? I mean, yeah. Rouses, Fela, or the Nigalidze, they were caught with their well, phone uh, somewhere. Well, Rouses was literally caught with his pants down, right? Yeah, and uh, uh, Nigalidze and, as well, and uh, Fela, Fela, by... Fela admitted. So basically... But um, once again, Laurent was sitting next to Fela. If that's the yeah. guy who's yeah. got feeling we're going to trust on cheaters, we're no, not al- in a great al- spot. Already, I mean, already what annoys me with Regan, I mean, no, it's not with him, but uh, in general, it's that this undisputed, you know, like, he's the expert. So uh, he's the expert for the last 15 years. We should but is that coming from him or just from media that he's the go-to name? He's a go- from Fide as well and from himself. Yeah. So he's, he's, I mean, like, he's, he's, he says, I'm the expert. I'm, I'm the best. Uh, and Fide says, oh, yes, he's the best. And uh, already before the filler case, uh, he, he, was, he was considered like the... the the, the, the goat, you know, like I remember the French Federation, they were asking him his, uh, his opinion and so on. So, I mean, like, so we have some undisputed expert for, for 15 years who claims to everyone that, okay, he knows this guy cheated, this guy didn't cheat. And, okay, I mean, already I hate that. Uh, I just hate that. Uh, that's some guy is there and saying, no, he's, I'm the expert and that's it. But, I mean, in the interview I saw with him, he's also saying that, well, I mean, Fide should have their own people, not just rely on him. He has uh, other things to care about. He didn't strike me as that confident. Uh, But, of course, I well, I think we agree on the the general matter that, uh, well, we lack uh, several experts who is uh, doing it independently and uh, is heavily into it. But maybe it's an an impossible task. Mm -hmm. Which, uh, sort of also, I'm not sure we lack these the experts. We've had hundreds of opinions on the topic. No, There's but no I mean, experts, experts that sort of uh, state, well, you call it state or feeder authorized, something that, well, you actually have some trust in. I mean, well, if some doctors come out with DNA evidence, we we assume it to be correct, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, well, this thing with, you see with Chestat expert now, it reminds one of the pandemic experts. Suddenly there is a lot of people and some might make brilliant points, some might not. 
we're not really capable of, of, of saying because the, it, it's happened so fast. And uh, In the pandemic, I thought at least it was easy to distinguish who's highly qualified. I might be wrong because obviously could, I'm an idiot, but could, it was easier to mm-hmm. see like that guy does come across as an expert with the Vita and so on. But in chess, we have plenty of people with the Vita where you could argue he makes sense or he doesn't make sense. But it's a lot less, a lot more blurry. Sometimes the more you know about it, it is also for them. It's about creating clicks, right? I mean, someone becomes famous, and you you try to make some post, uh, and well, we all would like to contribute uh, because we understand it's a problem. But it's extremely difficult for me to tell who is expert and who is not. I mean, well, I, I tend to, well, everybody who makes a convincing case, you will believe them. But well, you remember at some point, uh, maybe two weeks ago. We were all talking about engine correlation from chess base, but I mean, some are saying, "Well, chess base themselves writes in the manual that, uh, well, this is not a good way of uh, anti-cheating de- detection, right?" right? And uh, I mean, it becomes difficult. Like. You really think Naka is uh, wants to make some clicks? No, I think he's just doing it in a genuine way. Well, you're you're the one who's always watching him. So. Yeah, yeah, because really. I'm a, I'm an idiot. I mean, I know he wants <laughs> to make some clicks, and I'm just making the click. Yeah, so, he makes good clicks. It's interesting to work. Yeah, it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, because uh, yeah. <laughs> no the audience is very, and I'm part of the audience at times. Okay, now I it's been a while I didn't watch, but no. I come, to come back to Peter's chess base engine correlation thing, I think it's also part of the process. No, if we want to call it scientific or not, but we get some new information. Like people react mm-hmm. sometimes, maybe overreact. But then we try to figure out how useful that information is and what we can of check course. it against. So I think most people were trying, genuinely, of course, liking the attention as well, but trying to figure out what's going on. But we, we haven't gotten very far. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying some, some has ill intent. I yeah. think all tries to contribute. But I mean, for the sort of the, the reader, it's extremely hard to judge what is... Uh, really expert what is uh, you know based on some figures that are i mean not very meaningful it's it's very difficult and well, it is for me and i i consider myself a somewhat expert on, yeah. the, on so the conclusion is we can't trust the experts we have to rely on laurent's gut yep <laughs> that is that is uh, that is make, what makes him some unrefined yet valuable <laughs> the, 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 the one, that should the one, be correct on, on his Tinder profile, yeah, that's... unrefined yet valuable. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. Uh, but, yeah, no, okay, uh, we can... Okay, let's move we on, go... please. We're running yeah. late. Fide. <laughs> no, Fide. it's chicken of the I'm week. Missing... Chicken of the week. Who's chicken of the week? Chick... Who is chicken of the week? Yeah. Oof, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it not? <laughs> it's gay, of course. <laughs> what has he done? I mean, I, I do. I need a special reason to nominate him. No, it's just it's just yeah, chicken of the, the week. As as always, still didn't give his uh, making jokes about this Neiman stuff all the time on Twitter. While uh, he didn't say anything. I mean, he must have an opinion. He didn't give it. So yeah, and he's a chicken by default. So I, I didn't think about it before. So I want to nominate him. Especially was, this week. I don't know. I don't know why, but yeah. Okay. I was as usual struggling with the nominee. It's once again more of a question. What's going on with our boy Levon? He's playing the US Championship. I think he has two out of five at the time of recording. In the first game, he's black against Landerman, whom he outrates by, I don't know, 230 points. It looks like it did, has a decent position. Some random moves by White and some isolated Queen's pawn. And he repeats moves. 
And yeah, it seems like it's, I don't know if there's something wrong with him. Maybe his health, he has health issues or whatever. But it's not typical for him. So I was more curious what's going on. But I have to choose him for lack of a better alternative. Peter? Peter? Well, I mean, I have constantly been fighting Fide, but it becomes a bit monotomatic. So maybe no, I should no. take the European European Chess Union uh, for, for a change. Wow, right? another, another chess governing body. That's Exactly. That's they turn. actually have, uh, as my prize, really at the, the leader. And I mean, he has the... Well, some of the the biggest uh, cheating uh, scandals in in the past. So, uh, I would say that um, well, they should make a statement on that. Ba- I mean, they are just trying to be very very quiet. Is my impression. I mean, well, you know, I, I think, I, I mean, European Chess Federation and those who elected him him without a, a sort of a candidate against should actually well, how can well when we talk so much about cheating. Can we actually have Asmai as the European Chess Federation president? I think uh, there could be good arguments for yes, but these guys should speak out and communicate it clearly because for some it might be difficult to understand, including me. So who's the chicken? It's the union themselves? It's Asmai or it's people who uh, no, voted Asmai? No, I, I don't dare. Uh, but uh, I would I would probably say the, the delegates or you could also say the board, but uh, European chess politicians. But those are faceless Faceless chicken. <laughs> yeah, I can start. <laughs> well, uh, it's a group of chickens, right? I mean, it's uh, chickens of the week. It's just, I mean, it's not that uh, you actually. What's the term yeah, for group what? of chickens? We should know that. Flock, <laughs> flock of yeah. chicken. Flock of chickens, but uh, yeah. Okay, we, we'll take it. So that they're gonna be mine. Yeah, well, that's what you get. So yeah. Then I think we're more or less through with our stuff, which means. Peter, <laughs> what's me. wrong it's with FIDE slash ECU this week? Well, get, actually, I'm going to... Get closer to the I, mic, because otherwise we will... We okay, okay. I'm, I mean, I'm basically having it in my mouth now. But um, <laughs> that's what she said. Um, Come on, Laurent. I, I know you can't resist that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> okay, please. Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> well, I will limit myself. I had more, but I will limit myself to two things. So... One of them is a statement by Sutovsky on Twitter. He says that, well, it's important to understand that uh, if Fides says someone has cheated, their standard of proof is much higher than everyone else. He says that Fides is 99. It's not 99%. It's not 51% or 75 It's 99.999%. Um, well, there are several problems with that. One of them is that it's incredibly hard to prove anything to, to, to that level. I mean, I'm not sure even DNA makes uh, makes that cut. Uh, also, well, in sports, you can argue for lower level of proof than in actual courts, I would say, because we have to have a, a sport functioning and you also need to protect athletes against uh, cheaters. So if there is 99% certainty, is that enough? At least that should enough. That should be a de- debate, uh, I would say. But... What someone pointed out too is that, uh, well, Sotovsky is just uh, flat out wrong because, uh, well, FIDE has actually made, um, well, they have the sort of ethical rules and there they specify exactly that, um, let me see, 16.13, that, well, FIDE and all competent organs shall have the burden of establishing that cheating offenders has occurred. The standard of proof shall be that of comfortable satisfaction of the relevant uh, EDC chamber. The standard for proof is in all cases greater than mere probability, but less than proof beyond a reasonable doubt. So FIDE actually has in its rules that the proof in terms of 
evidence for cheating has to be less than the proof beyond reasonable doubt. So, well, I think that's a very important point to understand that uh, the FIDE rules actually are not like in a court case and that FIDE already in their rules has that we have to lower the, the, the burden of proof in these kind of cases because else it becomes impossible to prove things and that uh, the, the general director or director general doesn't know that and states the otherwise is of course perhaps not uh, ideal. But uh, anyway, that I thought was a relevant point to to point out. Now to something more political. Hang on, can, um, we, can we weigh in? Yeah, actually, you're very welcome. I just thought you didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> no, first of all, yeah, the, the numbers sounds sounds weird, no? Like, if FIDE, whoever that is, is 99.99% sure someone's a cheater, they should probably do something about it, no? Like, <laughs> I, would, um, I would think so, yes. Um, secondly, where do we get these numbers from? There are no statistics saying it's 99% likely, no? I mean, maybe these chess com um, analysis that they were publishing yeah. a bit in their report and so on, where, yeah, I would guess beyond reasonable yeah. doubt, but you're saying it's even less than reasonable doubt. This is actually a general point I wanted to make. Well, some says that they think there is a 30% probability someone cheated or a 70%. Yeah, we're just making how up numbers. A, how can you have a feel for that? That yeah, yeah, makes exactly. absolutely no sense to me. I mean, uh, anyway, go on. It's not on. like I, we have a precedent, like out of five cheaters, four <laughs> who behaved exactly like this were and uh, one wasn't. Like, It's all just made up numbers, like... <laughs> Yeah, 20%, uh-huh. 80%, 50%, sure. Yeah. It sounds very random to me at this point. Secondly, sure. yeah, I was going to say, beyond reasonable doubt is a standard that sounds useful, but we don't really have that. We don't have numbers and ways to create those numbers in cheating cases. And of course, since you keep referring court case, Emil, at this point, he has to be aware that every tweet of his, you will treat at the very least as evidence in a court case. Yeah, so the... The standard for his tweets should be even higher than anything else. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I am kidding you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but, well, I don't know how to, to, to deal with it, but uh, I think this one comes out wrong and sets uh, the wrong idea of what it, I mean, well, also, if we want to have 99.999%, well, then we are really literally down to taking people with their pants down, right? And uh, Also, the statement for FIDE, like... Uh, what does it mean? Is there like a commission that is looking through all these games and then they create a number? Okay, guys, we have 99.997 here. We're not doing anything yeah. about it. These things don't exist, right? I mean, it's just words. Or am I wrong about that? And FIDE does have... I, 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 no, big... that's what I mean. That These numbers make absolutely zero sense. I mean, well, also, what does it mean beyond reasonable doubt? Uh, I saw someone said uh, in a legal forum that's, you know, well, that's around 90%. I, I assumed it was quite higher than that, but... I mean, no one puts numbers. That I mean, for eleven years, I was a lay judge in the Danish system, and I, I mean, we never thought about, about percentages. So I don't think it functions like that, to be honest. You're the expert on Emil and Fido officials, but so many people have at least given tweets or statements showing where they stand on the issue. No, which a bit contradicts, as we all have. But I'm saying it contradicts a little, and also it's what bothers me with this whole. Hans case that we're only making it about Hans without having any of these 99 whatever numbers you want to you wanna put out there. But if we're saying that's the standard or beyond reasonable doubt, so many people have given statements, oh, this looks sus, which of course doesn't mean anything, but yeah. it's still <laughs> leaning somewhere, no? As which I find with. I don't know how it works in cycling with this call. I mean, at some point they had this, they were ca- calculating this hematocrit value from their blood. And if it crosses, I think, 40, 
they would take them out of the race, uh -huh. but they would not ban them for cheating. They would just say, well, this is a suspicious level, so now you have to leave the race uh, to protect uh, us against cheating and uh, tough luck for you. Well, I mean, we could also end up in situations like that in chess. I mean, some of the servers might even do that, that they disqualify you, but they don't blame you for cheating. They just That's take what they all the do. Tournament. They always refer to your yeah. AGBs <clears throat> yeah, terms and conditions. And, and say, yeah. And no, it uh, it's a crappy situation, and uh, no doubt about that. Anyway, I wanted to talk about one more thing in the feeder segment. That was a statement from TASS. Uh, TASS, I think, is the Russian new agency, and they have a a source uh, in or the next to the feeder council, and says that within the feeder council, they have now started a debate on uh, should Russian teams be allowed to participate in. Uh, what is it called, Paralympic and uh, youth uh, events as a team, but under a neutral flag. And, um, well, that is quite big, in, in my opinion, because that's moving even further away from how the IOC is, and it's moving closer to normalizing that Russian teams. Well, the next, well, this is basically from the playbook that Filatov was stating before, well, on, on the sort of Russian chess uh, uh, federations plan that, you know, first they get a Dvorkovic selected, then they start loosening sanctions on uh, Paralympics and youth, and then they go on from there for the full, full Monty later. And um, no, that it's I think it's serious if it's, it's already discussed within the council. I think also it's a problem if it's uh, discussed behind closed doors. Of course, uh, I mean, even worse if it's only Tass who, who knows about it. And um, well, that should be out in the open, and especially who's this TASS? It's well, the Russian news. I think TASS is a well-known Russian uh, state news agency. I don't know if it's why should we trust Russian state news agencies at this point? Because they are pretty well con connected. Would be my hunch. Um, I mean, okay. Well, I mean, they that they have a, a source there wouldn't be very unsurprising to me. No, I, I mean, understand. But using Russian state news, if it fits your narrative, I find strange. Okay, I thought a TUS statement is... You shouldn't uh, believe anything coming from, from that? On these matters, I would say so. I mean, the first place that you saw uh, that FIDE actually said that um, they were... Well, they were open about that they were basically rigging the pairings in the female uh, candidates and making a different structure was in Russian Sport Express. I mean... Uh, well, I think generally, as I see chess news or news in general, is that, well, there will be news in Russian and there will be news in English. And they are a bit uh, uh, not not working in, well, uh, the same. And uh, these things I generally find extremely trustworthy normally. I mean, they are generally well connected. And, uh, well, things that are somewhat pro-Russian would appear in the Russian um, news. And vice versa, things that are more pro-Western will be in English. Well, I mean, you can take Dvorkovich's two statements for me to get back to that, right? I mean, in English, it's uh, about uh, Ukrainian civilians, and in Russian, it's about um, uh, denazification. And uh, something here, I mean, well, no one before Dvorkovich gave an interview much later spoke about that uh, they actually had rigged the parents in order to accommodate the Russia-Ukraine split. But this was mentioned in the Russian news that that the Russian news is not well connected, I think you you are wrong about. I mean, well, they are obviously connected to... Not saying they are not well no, connected. I think but generally I'm they are quite... Saying that's not the source. Okay, I, th I would think... Judging what... 
whoever. I genuinely agree. I mean, I, I have I have asked uh, David Lada on, uh, on on Twitter, who is the feeder press guy, without getting an a, an answer. So uh, I don't know. I I mean, well, at the feeder congress, this sort of this subject was debated that these teams were in. I mean, this was the famous. Uh, I forgot if it was uh, which country. Some of the delegates says, how am I going to explain to my kids that uh, Russian kids are not allowed to participate? And, uh, well, Kasparov tweeted that, well, this is a matter of upbringing. Tell them that, uh, well, Russia is is bombing another country right now. Uh, so it, it is not news. And that it was sort of pushed to be decided later is, uh, is also clear. Uh, that was the, the decision. But if it's happening right now when... When Russia is escalating with uh, annexations and today, uh, as we record, uh, bombings of uh, of civilians, uh, well, it sounds to me like a completely wrong time to make sanctions less, not uh, more. But uh, anyway, people who have fought through the first 24 episodes of our podcast probably know my point by now. Yeah. Um, no, I think. I no. It's always tempting to mock you for your obsession with all yeah. this stuff, but uh, the overriding thing is that currently, as we speak, I think today in the news, they're flying heavy air attacks on many Ukrainian cities, just destroying and killing mm-hmm. random citizens. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure where where to put that into the context of all these random chess debates like who can play yeah, in Paralympics yeah. under what flag but it's it's so disgusting and horrible and yeah, yeah. It's, oh um, no a bridge was burning you crossed the line so we'll randomly kill more civilians on your territory I mean it's yeah. so appalling and sometimes we get a little or I can mainly say it for myself you're trying to follow the news of the war and the atrocities that are happening there but with time passing it's hard to keep up the attention but once in a while we should remind ourselves that People are very much still being killed and livelihoods being destroyed on a daily basis all over the Ukraine. Brilliant. Sorry, I'm not sure what this is to do with No, it's reasonable. Yeah. I mean, but also, I mean, this is a chat podcast. We're not, uh, I'm not stating this is um, the most important uh, thing at all. Uh, follow my wife on Twitter. She's dealing with, the, with serious matters. I mean, uh, I, I I fully agree with you. It's mainly because that things are actually as they are in the world. I would rather have that we showed the signal of that. Uh, well, we we think that things are like that in the world, so we we are not gonna ease sanctions. We are gonna make them worse. But um, I agree with you that uh, it's probably yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's ending it on a sad note. But let's hope it uh, improves uh, long run. That ends today's chicken chess club episode thank you so much for listening we might be back next week goodbye see you then